The Grandmother Stories Seeking Light in Dark Times Hello, I'm Katherine Matheson. Writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. I've walked this earth through six decades and even the fools among us can see the situation in this world that our children will inherit is dire. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets, the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we are all seeking light in dark times. Episode 7 Finding Your Light and Following Your Path. Dear Grandchildren, as a human being, you have an energy field that emanates around you in every moment. It is invisible and it is a measurable electromagnetic energy. Until recently, science simply called it the human energy field, describing it as a luminous energy that extends beyond the body. An emerging field of scientific study called biofield science confirms for us that our electromagnetic biofields extend outward from our bodies by about eight feet, or about two and a half meters. And science is now calling this energy our human biofield. You can follow the links to learn more about this in the notes for this episode at thegrandmotherstories.com. The point here is that your energy is your own and you have the ability to tune yourself to any frequency and then to experience what it feels like to be vibrating with that frequency. Like choosing music to listen to or movies to watch or games to play. You can choose the frequency that you wish to experience, the frequency that you want to send out into the world as you walk through your days. Tuning your own biofield frequency is something you do every day through your emotions, your thoughts, and your words. What you feel, what you think, and even the way you speak affects the vibration of your biofield. Everything you feel, think, and say has a particular kind of vibration. Science can measure these vibrations. On a scale of 1 to 10, we know that the heaviest emotions, the sad and angry emotions, vibrate somewhere between 1 and 2, while happy and grateful emotions vibrate at about the 7 to 9 level. And being able to tune your biofield to the 10th level, which is something we can all aspire to do, well, getting your biofield to vibrate at the 10th level is approaching a different dimension of consciousness, 
a place where you might even be able to begin unlocking the answers to the mysteries of the universe. When you attune your body's frequency to keep it vibrating at its highest possible vibration, you create your own light. Now, it might sound like a giant pun, but staying light in terms of staying grateful and joyful and peaceful in your approach to life, you are able to create and grow the light within you. Dear grandchildren, your human biofield contains your energetic frequency, and your energetic frequency contains your light, and your light contains your personal power. And it's up to you to find it, to grow it, and then hold it. This is an ancient skill. And long ago, in the deepest parts of our forgotten history, there were schools where the old ones taught the young ones how to find the inner guidance that was their own personal power. Students learned that their power was contained within their light, and the source of their light was contained within the energetic frequencies they brought into the world. They were taught to nurture their light, to tune it to increasingly higher frequencies, to maintain the higher frequencies, and eventually to use their light in service to all that is good in the world. Students were ready to go out into the world when they were able to shine their light so brightly that it was no longer invisible. It could be seen when necessary, and it could create change. My favorite book of all time is The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. I've read it so many times. I know it almost by heart. And always, for me, the deepest mystery of the story is with the Istari, the wizards. If I could be any character in the story, I would want to be one of the Istari, a wizard like Gandalf the Grey. There are two scenes in the story that fascinate me. The first is when Gandalf faces a fearsome Balrog on the bridge of Khazad-dûm in Book Two of the Fellowship of the Ring, the Balrog being a terrifying creature from the depths beneath the mountains. And the second is when Gandalf rode against the Nazgul during the Siege of Gondor in Book Five of The Return of the King, the terrible Nazgul, who were creatures in the service of his enemy, Sauron. Now, I don't want to get into all the detail or spoil the story for you, dear grandchildren, because I do plan to read it to you myself someday, so I will only say this. In both situations, Gandalf succeeds in defending his friends using the power of his light. Against the Balrog, he summons a blinding sheet of light to break the bridge. Against the Nazgul, he begins to shine, white and silver, and then he throws white light against them, driving them away. For me, Tolkien is showing us what the power of one person who stands against the darkness can do, if that person is sufficiently strong enough and contained within their own power of light. Dear grandchildren, I have never battled a Balrog, or chased away Nazgul. But I have faced my own dark war during some long months and years 
when every day seemed like a battle. But before those battles came, there was a moment in my life when I was given a gift. It happened for me once when I was 29 years old, and I experienced what it feels like to become a being filled with light. It was a moment that has taken me decades to understand. But as I write to you today, dear grandchildren, I know that part of the reason I experienced what I'm about to tell you was so that I could share this moment with you, if only to prove to you that your human biofield contains extraordinary potential. During my 20s, I learned how to meditate, and I attended meditation classes with a woman named Vera. She held classes in her home every Tuesday evening, and on one of those evenings, I was there with about six other people, sitting in a chair in a circle. As she had done in every session, Vera guided us as we sat with our eyes closed to imagine ourselves to be standing in a place where we felt happy and safe. Then she played music softly in the background. For me, on this evening, came a vision that was a puzzle, an adventure, and a wonder. It started like this. In my imagination, I am standing on the shore of a lake in a quiet neighborhood park with a small sandy beach where I have spent many happy hours. It is nighttime, and a million stars can be seen in the clear, dark sky. I can hear the sighing breeze in the cottonwood trees, and the air feels soft on my cheek. Then I notice a beautiful, shining blue sphere coming toward me. It drops from the sky, and then it skims across the lake. It stops in front of me. It is big, maybe 12 feet, at least 4 meters in diameter. It hovers for a moment, and then it opens. An incredibly beautiful being emerges from it, smiling at me. This being seems to know me and is dressed in long, flowing, blue and golden clothing. Its friendly face is framed by hair that streams out in brilliant curling waves. The being steps forward and pulls me into an enormous hug. Together, we fly high along a brilliant blue road through a forest of geometric shapes. I later realize to be something called platonic solids, cubes, and tetrahedrons, and dodecahedrons, and icosohedrons were everywhere, and they were all shining blue. Then I see a shape I later understand to be called an octahedron. It's what you get if you take two four-sided pyramids and you place their bases together. Well, then you get this diamond-shaped object that is, in fact, an octahedron. Well, something about that glowing blue diamond-shaped octahedron seemed to be calling me. I want to go there, I said. Immediately, we are inside this incredible shining blue diamond. We are surrounded by other beings, all of them 
looking at another shining blue diamond. This inner diamond-shaped octahedron is spinning and glowing almost blue-white. And in that moment, an energy pulses from the spinning shape. It pulses through me, and I feel it as a powerful emotion that I can only say would be like 1,000 on the 1 to 10 frequency scale we were talking about earlier. Well, dear grandchildren, hearing Vera's voice just then and coming back from this meditation to find myself sitting in a circle with six other people was like dropping from a great height into a very small container indeed. And the wonder of that meditation was not finished with me. Later that night, when my youngest child was awake and crying, I woke up and got out of bed to go and comfort her. And when I stood up, I was somehow not at all surprised to find myself changed. I was ten feet tall, shining blue and trailing stars as I walked down the hallway and into her bedroom. My daughter was holding her arms out to me, but her eyes were still closed. I remember thinking, good thing she might not react well to a ten-foot-tall blue mummy. I picked her up, and she snuggled against me, falling right back to sleep. After a long moment, I put her back to bed. Then I went back to bed and back to sleep in utter peace and contentment. I woke up the next morning as myself again, and I felt a kind of shock because I couldn't understand what happened. I knew in my heart this had truly happened. It was not a dream. And although there have been many other amazing experiences in my life since then, nothing has come close to the feeling of that energy pulse during that meditation or the feeling of being ten feet tall and shining blue and trailing stars. Just the feeling of it holds a special meaning for me. This feeling helped me through some incredibly difficult things that happened in the years following that experience. Hard years, when my life was filled with turmoil and heartbreak. Through it all, dear grandchildren, I held the gift of that feeling I could get it back just by reminding myself that I had once been ten feet tall and shining blue and trailing stars. In the decades since that experience, some understanding of what it means has begun to reveal itself, and part of that meaning, as I mentioned earlier, is to share it with you. More than this is the knowing. There is a science and a reason underlying the possibility that this could happen for you, too. I believe there is a connection between our own human biofield, energetic resonance, and that power that Tolkien writes about. I am not saying this lightly. Again, please pardon the pun, because I also believe there is a power in each one of you that you can tap into and build for yourselves to create your own reserves of light to be used in the world. And the way to your light is through your feelings, thoughts, and words. Quite literally, when you feel light, 
you think light and you speak light by tuning to the higher frequencies of things like courage and joy and love and gratitude. You are tuning yourself to the frequencies of these energies. I know, I know, it's a lot easier said than done. It is true, dear grandchildren, it is not an easy path, especially with the world the way it is now. Even with the incredible visions and insights that I am so grateful to have experienced, I've worked at it all my life, and I still have a lot of work to do. But this is where the following your light and finding your path part comes in. This is where that sense of who you truly are asks you to look deeply into your own heart, that part of you that holds the purpose for which you were born. The stories that you love, the stories of heroes that dig deep to make a difference, to stand against the dark, to find the pathway, and then to help others move forward into the light, all tell you something about what you hold inside yourself. Dear grandchildren, I believe you see the world differently today than any of your elders. You hold a part of the solution to the problem we are all facing. And one way for you to unlock the gifts you bring is to learn to tune your human biofield to its highest possible frequency. Drawing, of course, on the fact that you contain incredible potential within your own energetic biofield to become the hero of your own story. For me, the hero of the story I always turn to is Gandalf. Of all Tolkien's heroes, he holds the forces for good together by doing two things. Here is what Gandalf taught me. Number one, hold your light. Number two, never give up. If you think about it, these two things are the basics, followed by every hero of every story. And for you, dear grandchildren, I believe... These are the keys you need, and they are the very things that will help you in finding your light and following your path. Science calls it your human biofield. Gandalf calls it the light of Anor. I call it an essential part of your birthright, and it's right there, all around you, waiting for you to tap into it. Thank you for listening to Episode 7 of The Grandmother Stories. I'm Catherine Matheson, writer, grandmother, crone, aspiring wise woman. See you soon. This podcast is for my grandchildren to share my deepest secrets the lessons I've learned, and the brilliant pieces of incredible joy I've managed to find, even in my darkest hours. I'm sending this out to all of you, dear grandchildren, because I know you have come into this life with a purpose, just like every single child on the planet today. It's easy to forget sometimes that your voice, your gifts, your insights, and your presence in the world matters. The world needs your light because we're all seeking light in dark times. <laughs>